0: Hello, everybody. Josh Rimini here with your Functional Rx podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about healing the gut, healing the body. So in our last podcast, I talked about- You teased us. You I gave ta- us a little teaser. I talked about why we need to, you know, why fixing the gut is such a key component to healing chronic disease. So, you know, I tried to scare people so I could tell them what to <laughs> so the solution you can tell was. them what to do. Because, well, it's true, though. The, the so they've been
1: living in just horror for the past week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, here well, you well, are. Maybe they, you know, the thing is, is, is without, without, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, the first part is to get people educated. And so we got to tell them the why. So the why is what we went through last week. And this week, we're going to go through the how and what. Because it's, it's, it's always important to understand the why. I do this in everything I do um, in life. So, you know, in the last podcast, we just talked about the importance of the gut, its relationship to the many chronic diseases and conditions plaguing basically society today. Um, So today we're gonna talk about my five-step plan to actually fix the gut and getting you feeling better. Uh, This is where we shed the pounds, we remove the inflammation and pain, we clear up that foggy brain. Uh, we improve cognitive health and memory. Who doesn't want any of that? Remedies, remedies. Today, Brian was basically Brian was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He raised his hand four or five times. Don't uh, say that. They're going
1: to watch the video and be like, no, he's not. He's
0: over there playing on his phone. Right. So the gut. Um, so how do we do this? So it's a, in functional medicine. This is kind of the foundational. Approach to really starting the patient care model of, of of really looking at the root cause. So they call it the four R or the five R uh, approach to gut restoration. I I sort of adopt the five R process, which is how I was taught with the Institute for Functional Medicine. I think they added the fifth R. Um, the R's are remove, replace, re inoculate repair and rebalance. So we're going to go over the R's
1: today. I need to get a definition on one of them. I think I got four. There's one that's a little over my
0: SAT vocabulary. That's, that's why we, we're we going to go over each piece by piece and kind of really go over my protocol uh, that I go over with patients when they, when I initiate a gut restoration program, I'm going to be, uh, we're, I'm excited because we're going to actually have like a turnkey just a gut, restoration program for people because it is it's simple but it needs to be done in an appropriate way you can't just go let me go do some R stuff right (laughs) yeah so you know here's here's a a phrase i love using
1: it's simple not easy you know it's not easy to do it it's it's very simple as far as you know following uh,
0: it but it's not easy to do amazingly functional medicine is very simple Mm -hmm. when you explain it Yes, there's biochemistry. It gets down to the molecular genetic all that level, but it's it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Fix the gut, eat the right foods, put in the good signals, take out the bad ones. Work out, let the body let the body heal itself. Adopt lifestyle medicine. Affect, you know, address your stress, nutrition, movement, exercise, sleep and relationships. All of that sounds really simple. <laughs> that sounds like a good just life. Just not hard to do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that in my consults. You're welcome. Um, thank you. <laughs> so these are ours, the 5 R approach. What do we do? Well, remove. First, we got to remove things that are bad, the bad signals. So the bad things that are bad to our gut are allergens, toxins, and bad bugs. And this is where it comes in your Mediterranean diet that you preach. Yes. So when we're removing things, so we talked in the last uh, podcast about leaky gut, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, and why leaky gut is so problematic. Well, the gut gets leaky. Uh, and if you hadn't listened to that one, that's a really good primer to this one. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think people should listen to that one. Push pause, go back, right. and then yeah. come back. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, we're on demand, right? Uh, so leaky gut equals allergy, the allergic response to chicken that we talked about yep. in the last one, but anything foreign, which equals inflammation, which starts the cascade. So we we uh, we quite often in practice in our in our practice we will. Do an IgG food sensitivity on somebody. We'll do a 90 food panel and we'll see how how elevated their, you know, it, really, it, and this is this is the kind of allergy that's really um looks at sensitivity. Okay. It's not I'm gonna die if I eat it. It's my body doesn't recognize it. And it's that underlying inflammation that we don't normally see or hear or feel, right? So we would, we would essentially, you can you no, know, you could do an elimination diet without a sensitivity test and you know we can show you what to do i've got a pretty simple strategy to do that but it's really eliminating the bad stuff and the core ones are really gluten Gluten, dairy sugar sugar, uh, sometimes egg sometimes citrus if we eliminate them so in an igg food sensitivity those antibodies to that food because of the leaky their half-life is 21 days all that means is if you take away five of those, half-life is how long it takes for it to be 50% gone, right? Mm -hmm. So five half-lives is generally all it takes. So five times 21 is right around 90 days. So 90 to 100 days, if I eliminated that food uh, and then we reintroduced it after we do some of these other Rs, we're gonna talk about repair. Um, So we eliminate the bad foods We either look for them in a test, which I prefer, but we can do it trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know if it's chicken or broccoli or pistachios or turkey or whatever it might be. You could could think it'd be good, so it's nice to know. And these tests are only a couple hundred bucks now, so it's not terribly expensive to get really precision. I'm a big fan of precision medicine. So, and then we might do a detox program to remove toxins, right? That's the other toxic thing that's going on in the gut. So, how do you remove toxins? Well, there's seven, 10-day, 14-day detox programs that we have at the store that are really systematic and help people. Um, And then the other remove that we talked about is you got to eliminate. So, we really got to get people pooping. Just, just sorry, guys. That's the, the just nobody, everywhere. Nobody likes to talk about poop. Um, so we got to get them poop and snakes. We should have renamed this the poop podcast. We might, right? We, I bet we'd have a lot of listeners. <laughs> so <laughs> fiber around. is the key. We got to eat more fiber. We don't eat enough fiber. We need about 38 grams a day. Women a little less than men, 30 to 40. Uh, we eat like a third to a quarter of that if you're lucky. So I'm working on a patient right now that's... We were doing that as like the first initial uh, steps that we took in, in interventions, drink more water, eat more fiber, track both of those and let me know how you do before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. So eat fiber from vegetables. Don't and beans. Is and those cru- cruciferous vegetables yes. have a ton of fiber? Anyth- right, Anything and don't cook it too much. But right now, just eat more fiber, right? Mm-hmm. Eat five fruit servings of fruit and vegetables per day or vegetables. Uh, if you eat less than three, which is mostly what people do, a serving, you know, cooked versus not cooked, you know, we want one or two cups is like kind of a serving, mm-hmm. right? But we need to get that fiber. Those root vegetables are great for fiber. Um, they've got, and we'll talk about the reinoculate, but the they also have uh, probiotics and prebiotics contained within these foods. So, mm-hmm. that helps the microbiome. The, the, the goal is eat more fiber. That's going to, give you that roughage you need to eliminate better and to make the the gut lining better and then we remove bugs i i have you wouldn't believe how many people have an overgrowth of candida bad yeast in our guts because of the sugar we eat and all the refined stuff and all the things so we we sometimes can test for that and generally if i do an igg food sensitivity and candida shows up because they can test for that too like it's a, that it, it means we have a sensitivity to candida. That means that there's a lot down there. So mm. it's without really doing a test test for the stool sample, uh, to look down there. Cause that's more expensive. Those tests are like 400 bucks, which I love to do. You, you, you get to test the poop uh, and you get to that's see more a expensive, lot, though. you wouldn't believe how much I could do <laughs> by testing poop. Um, but we can empirically do it. So I I I a lot of times in this remove phase, I'm putting people on an anti candida diet, and I'm giving them supplements uh, that are gonna, uh, that are like you know medicinal type things that actually like oregano and thyme and things like that that actually will kill off the candida. Huge. It's it's one of those. Things. If I worked on that one thing, candida overgrowth with people. Foggy brain clears clears up quickly. Hmm. So if, how do you that uh, gut brain uh, connection? Remember is, we
1: talked about that. What is foggy like? What's it feel like for foggy brain? I don't know if
0: I have it, ever had it. I don't. Yeah, you, I don't know. You no, know, you just it's when you're not thinking clear. You know when uh, you're just kind of like fuzzy. Always good, and, but I
1: I know I don't follow some of these uh,
0: food rules. I think, think of it is like all right, if you can't think of the right word or you can't you miss, so you got memory issues, attention focus issues everyone has that we're always you know oh my god what am i doing da, 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 da. and then mm. all of a sudden so some people don't realize that like the food they're eating is affecting their brain right right um and candida can can is huge. somebody google candida foggy brain and you'll be able to know yeah i'm so just a we, terrible we, we, we sugar need to guy. remove it so removing the bad stuff putting in the good stuff so that replace that's the second r we need to replace acid okay we need acid to stimulate uh, bile production to stimulate uh, pepsin and pepsinogen, which is basically what breaks down proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, PPI, antacids, there's a lot of people that are taking, ant- because of reflux, yeah. they take antacids. Tons of tons. Proton pump inhibitors, H2 blockers, Zantac, Pr- Prilosec, uh, Zegarid, all that stuff. Well, what does that do? That lowers the acid. It raises the pH, which means we don't have an asc- acidic medium in our small and large intestines to start the process of digestion. So literally, I don't think the problem with reflux is always acid. I actually think people need acid. So I'll give people betaine, which is a capsule, and it's basically acid. And even if they're on they're they're afraid of me. Right. Cause they're like, well, I'm taking an antacid and I don't want my reflux. I'm like, well, take this with your protein containing meal and see what happens. Well, now I'm actually now helping them digest. You can't digest your food without acid. Right. So we replace with acid. Uh, sometimes they use things like bitters. It's not just for alcoholic drink. <laughs> um, because that stimulates the saliva and bile production. Uh, And it also acid protects us against pathogens, right? If the acidic medium in our gut is supposed to have a certain pH. So SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is huge right now because there's so much people on these antacids chronically long term, and it's affecting their ability to absorb nutrients. Um, That's a whole podcast that we got to do is drug induced nutrient depletion. But the Prilosex and the Zegarids and the um, those proton pump inhibitors, they affect our ability to absorb almost all nutrients because it lowers the acid. So we can't absorb calcium if we don't have an acidic medium. So osteoporosis is linked to those PPIs. In other ways, it's called hypochlorhydria. Is the long word for yeah, I need acid. Got that. Um, so we got to replace with the acid. We replace with digestive enzymes. If our gut is leaky and we can't break things down, well, we got to help the gut. So we use pancreatic enzymes um, that help with digesting proteins and fats and starches. Those plant proteases like um, bromelain, stuff like that, that can also help. Um, Sometimes we use bile fats to help eliminate uh, and digest fats. So replacing with acid, replacing with enzymes, and replacing with things like bile. Are all all important in the replace phase. I always use them. People start feeling better when they're actually uh, absorbing their nutrients. So you've got repair and replace. Yep. And now we're on to the one
1: re inoculate. Re inoculate. That's the. W- I'm pretty word. proud that I said it. So
0: what does that mean? So we got to put the good critters in, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to. We have to. This is the repair. Okay. Is, which now, is now, I think so of it. Yeah. Re inoculate equals we got to inoculate the gut microbiome. So we use probiotics. We use multi-strain probiotics. Uh, There's 100 trillion down there. So you need a lot of probiotics. So they call them uh, CFUs or um, culture forming units, I think they're called. Um, So I use 15 up to 100 plus billion cultures per capsule. So if I'm working on inflammation, chronic inflammation, Crohn's, that type of stuff, IBD, IBS. Um, I'm using 100, 200 billion. Um, if you go to a health food store, it just sounds like so you're gonna many. Like, you're going to see some of these things like uh, Culturelle, it's like one or two billion. Well, it doesn't do anything. And you're using hundreds of billions in yours. So I, well, and I, I think a good, because uh, people ask me that all the Shout time. Shout out to the Dilworth drug branded. Um, oh yeah, we got a multi-strain probiotic, but really it's the bifidobacter and the lactobacillus. Those are the main strains in our gut. So I focus on that first and then I add strains that can be helpful for certain things. There's actually a specific strain. They're studying probiotics, specific strains for conditions. There's one that's linked to weight loss. Hmm. So you want to lose weight, take a certain probiotic. Wow. Um, So the important piece is not just taking probiotics and they don't. They don't last very long down there. They don't kind of cultivate with the commensal or the bacteria that's already there. So I use them as therapeutic tools to kind of congregate together and play with each other. But you can't just buy any probiotic off the street, um, off the Internet and think that the cultures are alive and because they're going to die off over time. Most of them need to be refrigerated. Some of them now cannot be refrigerated if they do the right things to them. So you have to know what you're getting. But they also, you can't just throw 12 strains into a probiotic capsule and expect that all these critters are going to play in the sandbox together. Mm-hmm. you know, right. Kids don't always play in the sandbox together correctly, right? They're not always some, nice. So they have to be studied to play together. So those things pack into why we do what we do at Dilworth. Why my Dilworth drug Multimax or the probiotic that's the Bifido strains um, They have to be named strains. Those named strains have been studied, right? So those are the things that are important. Culture count is important. And then we need to pr- use prebiotics. Maybe people don't really understand what that is. A prebiotic is food for probiotics. Hmm. So So the
1: probiotics need to grow. Prebiotics are the
0: things that help them grow. Just think of what we don't eat, they eat. So Mm -hmm. the fiber that we poop out, the things that we're not, not the toxins and stuff that we're pooping out, uh, but the fiber, the things that we don't digest are the things that the probiotics eat. Um, I love Google for certain things. Uh, (laughs) I don't like, I don't like Dr. Google. (laughs) Google. Uh, But before I got here, I, I Googled this. I Googled, prebiotic foods, PDF, and I just printed it. So, you know, there are, food is the best way to get prebiotics, that fiber, but there's also um, sources of pro- prebiotics and probiotic foods. Probiotic foods are like um, fermented foods. We talked about kombucha, yeah, uh, um, sauerkraut, pickles. Pickled eggs, pickles, yeah, um, beets, carrots, fermented fruits, yogurt, kefir, sour cream. Pickled cauliflower, that's my wife's favorite. Um, And you can do a quick pickling, you know, Mm. get some vinegar, some spices, and throw it in a jar. It'll be good for, uh, it'll be good for a little bit. Sources of probiotics are things like avocado, banana, asparagus, eggplant, garlic is great, Hmm. honey uh, is a prebiotic food. Um, These are prebiotics? Yes. Okay. These are foods for your critters. So, the way I say is like eat one, eat one root vegetable a day and eat two prebiotic foods per day and you'll be in pretty good shape for your gut. Um, there's powders and things that we can put in FOS, fructo There's There's certain powders we can use as prebiotics. And I've done that before too, just kind of putting them in the smoothie. Yeah. Uh, but, but food's can, always you better. You can eat them. Food is yeah. better. We, we assimilate with food. Yeah. But I cheat with supplements, right? Because people
1: aren't going to do and all that, that. I think that's a really good statement right there is, you know, food's always the best. Supplements are to supplement your nutrition for things that you don't always consume. Or
0: to get a medical al- out or, right. or a desire outcome, right. not a medical outcome. A lot of people desired try
1: to replace foods with supplements, but that's yeah, not what it's supposed to be. Because it's, clinically, easy. Clinically, it's the easy. button.
0: Yeah. Clinically, but supplements are great when you're looking to improve biochemistry. That's mm-hmm. what I tell people. I'm just fixing your biochemistry. Drugs will turn on and off the switch. Well, little
1: science scientist Josh over here just playing with
0: his, his but, beakers. But they're safe, effective, and they make your body work better. Right, right. the systems work better. That's what biochemistry. It's our systems. Mm-hmm. So drugs affect the system very radically. So they shut some down. Right, Humira will shut some down. It will it will just literally shut one part of your immune system down. Well, we can affect the immune system with the microbiome. With using probiotics and repairing the gut that type of thing so re-inoculate super important uh second most important probably equally important is the repair Mm -hmm. r okay we've got to repair the leaky gut Um, we talked a lot about that in the last podcast um we the gut lining regenerates every two to three days so we need, it needs tons of energy, one, so we need to feed it with a good energy. Mm-hmm. Two, we need to feed it with the nutrients that are needed to repair the gut lining. Glutamine's probably the biggest, it's an amino acid, glutamine. It's the number one amino acid that's designed for um, gut repair. So we use a scoop, Glutashield. Um, that's got like three grams of glutamine because you need a lot of glutamine to repair the gut. I use this a lot with chemo patients because their gut is, chemo is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's basically poison for fast growing cells. So I had leukemia, I don't know if you knew that, um, when I was a kid at 16 and the, one of the things that, uh, sort of off topic but it gets the point is when we, when we go through chemotherapy, the lining of our mouth gets, people get mouth sores. Their gut gets lined up. So mm-hmm. I give them glutamine all the time, and their their guts heal faster. So glutamine is super important. Um, and we a lot of the products we use have multi dimensional things in them, so it's not just a one off. Uh, DGL licorice or deglycerized licorice it just means it's not going to jump not jump up your blood pressure kind of licorice um, is really good to help coat. The lining to help heal the mucosal barrier Uh, we use anti-inflammatories in the repair too it's not just the lining getting leaky it's the lining getting wrecked right celiac disease we talked about the villi looking like shag carpet Mm -hmm. well in celiac disease the wheat or the gluten wrecks the lining of the gut and that's how we absorb stuff right with all those um, all that surface area well it's like berber (laughs) <laughs> like it's just flat so in celiac disease the trigger is gluten um so we got to use anti-inflammatories and then remove right that's a remove thing that's why celiac can't eat any gluten um but there's people we'll do a podcast on gluten it's, mm. that's one's coming soon because it's not just celiac it's it's non-gluten uh, non-celiac gluten sensitivity it's wheat sensitivity it's i think more than two-thirds of people need to be off gluten um so those are the four main R's, remove, replace, reinoculate, repair. repair. Um, that fifth R that's kind of been put in there is rebalance. Um, we have to rebalance ourselves, our lives, for this main maintenance of our gut. So stress, we talked about, wrecks the microbiome, causes leaky gut. If you have leaky gut, you have leaky brain. Mm-hmm. You have leaky brain, you have foggy brain. You have issues, you have... Uh, Your hippocampus shrinks and you become memory issues and then all of a sudden Alzheimer's risk. So these types of things, um, we need to make sure that we're uh, uh, managing our stress. Um, We need to spend more time with food. That's a rebalance phase. Mm -hmm. We have to prepare and cook our food. We don't do that anymore. No. We need to smell our food. Taste your food, chew your food. There's a physiological response that happens when you smell your food. That's the audit, That's the signal to your brain that starts the digestive process. We start digesting salivating. before we even eat it. Mm-hmm. Chew your food. It's simple, right? Simple but hard to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody admits I'm just inhaling my food because I'm super fast. I got to go. I'm a pharmacist by trade. When I worked the bench... You know, I was pumping out prescriptions. There was no time to eat. You no. eat on the run. Everybody does that. Well, chewing your food, masticating your food, try chewing your food 30 times and oh, it's see horrible. what it feels like. It actually becomes sweeter because we've broken down the food down to the polysaccharides. that become the starch, the sugars that we're breaking them down. Food will taste a little sweeter. It's really hard to chew your food adequately, but it's super important. Um, and really relax when eating, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy your food. Um, I call, and I also like to throw a little mind-body thing in there, like mindful eating. Try it; it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Put a raisin in your mouth, close your eyes, and try to describe in your head the texture, the how moist it is, what flavor it is, where is it on your tongue. Mindful eating is. Some people do like dark food like they'll they'll eat in the dark like in that's in, weird because your one of your senses is off all right we challenge you podcast listeners go eat in the dark be safe don't use sharp <laughs> knives um but it's true like so those things actually help physiologically and the last thing is is socialization around food we don't communally eat anymore it used to be habits right these used to be i remember going to my grandma's house every sunday We'd have a Sunday night deal Mm -hmm. meal with the family that was home cooked. Like this is the the, and this is what we do in my house. Like we create that tradition with my children because socialization around food and communally around sitting around a fire right and eating, um, puts less stress on the body, um, and eating alone promotes. Bad food choices, right? Oh yeah, there is no I accountability. Made
1: it before coming on over here because I was running late and had to rush and made bad food well, choices. If you
0: if you go to if you go to a meeting uh, for work and there or a learning thing, I in my EO network, I do this all the time, and they have the food out there, and then you're being judged by other people, <laughs> so you're going to eat the salad, yep. and you're, so you're making better food choices. Yep. Um, but the other thing is, is that communal piece. I think it's super important. Uh, But the physiological piece also is it creates a stress reduction, and that's what we're looking at. So really, you know, in general, this chronic dysfunction plays a profound role on our health. Um, To enhance our wellness, we really need to look at the body as a whole and identify root causes. That's what functional is. And generally, that means starting identifying the dysfunction in the gut. So our diet, lifestyle choices, um, the health of our digestion and elimination, our gut microbiome, our intestinal barrier, all play an effect on our overall health and well-being. So, this 5-R process is what we do with our patients. This is what we need to do in order to rebalance. And yeah, see, it's simple but hard to do. Mm -hmm. So, it needs to have some medical direction because sometimes we don't give probiotics. If we're treating somebody for something like SIBO, because that might make them feel worse. So this is what I don't want Dr. Googling to happen, right? Go grab a list of probiotic and prebiotic foods and eat as much as you can, right? See how you feel. Um, The Gut microbiome changes within 24 hours of your food choices. There's a study that basically said if someone that ate fast food like McDonald's it, it, and they tested the microbiome. It changed in 24 hours into the hmm. bad. So you are what you eat. Eat well. Um, and yeah, that's it. Awesome. So if you guys like this one, uh, please tell your friends if you're interested in the five R process and you want to explore this more because you've maybe some of these chronic diseases, yeah, or we'll have it on the website and the blog, we'll throw post. it on the blog post website, come in, stop by, call us. Um, we put these people through programs all the time. Uh, and I can tell you when I fix the gut, things start to change in awesome. So in a couple months, you are feeling much, much better. Um, and just remember, you're in the driver's seat of your health. It's not your doctor. It's not me. It's not anyone else. Um, it's time to take back control of your health. Let's build this wellness community together. That's our goal this year. I'm Josh Remini. This is your Functional Rx Podcast. Until next time, stay well.